Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. Hey, my name's Aaron. Hey, hey. Italian. I was thinking more of like, you know. What? Brooklyn? The Fonz. But oh, oh. Uh, hey. Hey. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> this week was The Tenth Victim from 1965, directed by Elio Petri, starring... I'm not going to say the writers. There's like six writers. I'm, uh, starring <laughs> Ursula Andress as Carolina Meredith and Marcello... Marce, wait, wait, wait. Mar, Marcello... The, oh, the actual actor's name is also Marcello. Marcello Mastroianni as Marcello Poletti. I don't know if you can tell this was an Italian-type movie. <laughs> Recommend to us by Spencer. This is week two of Spencer Month. Woo! Mm-hmm. Thanks, Spencer. Thanks, Spencer. And although this wasn't quite the quality of, of uh, Doppelganger, it was pretty weird. <laughs> oh, man. This movie. I didn't know where we were going. <laughs> I felt like we were on a carousel, Joel and Sarah, and it was going round and round. <laughs> Up but and down and around. And everywhere. <laughs> Just please let me off this carousel. I don't feel very well anymore. <laughs> um, so, um... Do you want me to try to describe it? How about you synopsize the tenth victim for us, Sarah? Okay, I'll do my best. Sorry. Oh, um, no, it's okay. Go for it. <laughs> um... So, this movie is about a game that happens in the future where there's a hunter and a huntee, and basically the object is to try and call the... It's like playing Catch the Coup. I don't know if you've ever played that card game. You need to try and find out something before everybody else does. Mm. Anyway, it's a cat and mouse kind of thing where in this movie you are the hunter, you're trying to kill someone who's been picked at random by the government or whatever. And um, let me just start over. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. It's, it's alright. I mean, why, why, okay, okay. What do we got? So... It's the future, and there's a game going where, at random, people are drawn to be... uh, No, 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 no. It's not at random. No, computer chooses, They they volunteer, and then the computer chooses who's the hunter, who's the victim. okay. 
So it is it is voluntary for people who have a violent tendency and want to make money. Yeah. So okay, okay. So not everyone. So if you're a global citizen, if I'm just like some American, I'm not going to receive a letter in the mail that says, "Hey, guess what? You're, you're in the game." Yeah, that was not my understanding okay. of the situation, but I'm sure there are different rules for different locations. Okay. Yeah, it's like they invented this game the same way The Hunger Games is in that movie or that book series. Because they have this violent game that people can play, there is no crime. You were saying it was like The Purge, too. It felt, well, only because the society had agreed that there'd be one day where violence occurred. And that way, like, and and the, the idea was that in The Purge's world... There is no crime, there or minimal crime and very minimal like murder kind of a thing going on because April twenty second. Here we go, guys! Woo! Murder. You know, I always hated that guy on that bicycle. <laughs> gonna, you know, when he rides by my house, I'm gonna kill him. You know, one yeah. day a week, yep. or a week. <laughs> yeah, man, one day coach. a year, you could uh, you could murder everyone. So it just had that kind of feel a little bit, but but I mean. Also, not at the same time, because, again, you know, there's a smaller group of uh, individuals worldwide that would, that were part of this game. Or at least that's what it was established in the movie. And everybody in The Purge is, like, afraid of that day, right? That isn't, like, going to participate in the mayhem. They all seal themselves off and yeah. into rooms and, like, uh, make sure their loved ones are safe and they all have guns to protect themselves. In this movie, everyone is blasé about the <laughs> violence <laughs> just happening everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, um, like, the premise of the movie is that these people are a part of this game, but at the same time, it is, like, like farce. It's like everything is a joke in the whole movie, and it's absurd. People are shooting at each other, and nobody cares, and it's like they're going about their day, and... Just random things happening everywhere all the time. It's it's pretty random. This movie was very impressive in how some movies don't really tell you what the deal of the movie is until like maybe the second act or or the third act. You really really understand. But it's right out the gate. Like you're getting a guy and he's chasing this lady. And he's just firing an ungodly <laughs> amount of bullets, <laughs> like here, there, every. It's sometimes it's sometimes he's not even sh- not even pointing at her. He's just like she's in that direction. Kapow, kapow, you know. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, and she's got like this like I don't know, kind of like a cow print dress on, very sixties style dress. And she's well just, into the sixties, yeah. She's just running. For life. The furniture, the clothes, the hair. This is set up for you by an announcer right out the gate, like Run Lola Run is or something. It's like, as soon as you start, there's like this person there telling you exactly what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. He lays down like five rules, and one of which is the winner gets a prize, uh, whatever. But it's like the hunter... Gets knowledge of where the victim, what the victim's name is, what the victim, where the victim lives. The victim gets no knowledge of the hunter. In order to win, the victor must kill the hunter or the other way around. They alternate ten times. You know, you must get five hunter kills and you must get five victim kills in order to win. And if you win, you become a decathlete. 
De- decaffeinated athlete, right? De- De- decathlete. Yes. Probably the <clears throat> first part I'm assuming, uh, if we're going dis- to dissect this word, is probably death at- no. athlete, decathlete. <laughs> it's deca. Deca, ten. Oh, ten! Yes. Oh. Well, there you go, using your secret math wizard math skills. Math language. My, my secret noodle. Oh. That's a noodle. I, I didn't, want to, know. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to know about your secret noodle, Joel, but oh, uh, everyone wants glad to you exposed it to me. Noodle. No, what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, yeah, we were watching her chase around that guy, you know? Yeah. And, or no, it's the other way around. He, she is the victim. Yeah. yeah. So, we were right out the bat, we're seeing her, and she's getting chased around by this goofball. With dark hair. She has dark hair. Right. And this guy's wearing a tie, and he's just shooting wildly. And and like I said, there are people just walking by, like eh, whatever. Yeah, pretty no casual. Pretty casual. Nobody cares. Nobody's afraid. Mm-hmm. It's normal, and <laughs> like almost like yeah, it's supposed to be like funny. How how not affected? Yeah, how unaffected they are by people just shooting wildly everywhere. And the first scene is taking place in New York too. <laughs> Yeah, I figured that was supposed to be the Brook- the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. you're seeing in the background. I have no um, idea. Well, that was my assumption. Yeah, um, that was a cool kind of club they got they, they they went into though. You know, after he fired like an ungodly amount of bullets at her and hopped over a fence, kind of slide into this club and uh, I mean, there's this lady and she's she's up on a cube <laughs> and, and 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 the same dude who announced the rules of the hunt hunt and 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 everything is just like you're gonna see. Welcome to New York. You're going to see something you've never seen before. I'm waiting for you. you yep. Yeah. And there she is, kind of. She's got, like, this mask and, like, bikini set on. No, no. She had, like, a, um, a what's, what's it a called? Bustier. Bustier. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, made out of, like, uh, tinsel. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it looks like golden tinsel. <laughs> yeah, or something. What'd you think of that part, Sarah? <laughs> I thought the costumes in this were real cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, I thought you must have been digging what that lady was wearing at the end, the black and white one. The whole time, all the I liked all yeah, the costumes. I was in digging this. it. There was like a combination of designs that were like really ultra tailored to fit everyone. Yeah, and like some of the some of the clothes were like real, like drapey almost, like a like a piece of fabric that hadn't been sewn at all, but just belted. <laughs> and then other times. It would be like this ultra tailored, like almost bodysuit that had like negative space, like holes cut out of, like a go go dancer would wear. Yeah. There were a lot of like go go dancer ish outfits in this, which I think is super cool. I like the whole mod look. And some of her costumes were just really dynamite. Yeah, there were some cool ones. You could see these like in a comic book, like superhero oh, kind totally. of thing. Like, but that first one that she's wearing, <laughs> she's got a matching mask on. It's like as if she has sequins on the outfit, like mm. like a sewn piece yeah. of plastic that's shiny, like a sequin would be. But um, but they're these like jagged like silver shapes that look kind of more like glass or something. I mean, yeah, like metal or Very something. Very sparkly. Yeah. Very sparkly. And it's like a little like go-go dancer outfit. She's got like. Does she have boots on? I, think. I, I can't confirm that. <laughs> you guys I, weren't looking at her Well, boots. I'm going to have to say that the boots, the boots definitely weren't, weren't the... Uh, I feel like she was barefoot. 
I, I, just, remember, I just remember that she was just slapping the hell out of everybody. I, yeah. Barefoot in a lot of scenes. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> she would just like look at a guy and slap him. Look at another guy, slap him too. You know the what? That ultimate guy. Ultimate show, America. <laughs> You've never seen anything like this. A go-go dancer that slaps people in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we got the setup here, right? But they, her hunter is in there watching her. Because he's, he's like, this is the only place she could have gone, but he has no idea where she is. So yeah. Because she has blonde hair. <gasps> and she's had a, a costume change. She's wearing a mask. She's wearing a mask. So he doesn't know it's her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what happens. I'm not, no, I'm, it's not for me to do. It's not for me to tell our audience what happens here? So it's gonna have Are to you be a tease now, Jill? Aaron, or it's gonna have to be Sarah. You're gonna have to say, "I want you guys to tell." Uh, rock paper scissors. Oh, uh, go ahead. Or you go ahead. Sarah. <laughs> it's all good. I know. Yeah. All right. So what happened? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Please throw it. You. I have the energy. Tonight, <laughs> uh, I right. So she's uh, sauntering over to this dude, slapping dudes left and right. You can tell there was a couple dudes. She was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna hit him twice." You know, while she's while she's heading over, and then um uh you know the hunter the hunter guy at first is kind of like really stressed, and he's looking around the room left and right, like you know where's my prey? Looking left and right, and then decides, well, there's a sweet blonde here, you know, slapping people. Maybe maybe she'll slap me, and like he like <laughs> casually kind of puts his gun down. He had his gun kind of covered with his coat, and he just kind of like puts it down. And then stares at her for a little while, and oh, then uh, I'm an American. This is what we like. We this like is what Americans like, man. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, she's like, dance with me. And so they start dancing a little bit. And she's, and then, and then, and then she's like, remove my mask. And so then he removes her mask and, whoa, it's his, it's his, it's his, uh, victim. And, uh, before, while they're dancing, you hear, kapa, kapa, kapa. And then you see him fall over. And then the camera pans up. And she's got gun barrels in her bra. Nipple, nipple guns, whatever you want to call them. She's wearing a armed brassiere. There you go. Uh, uh, her bra shot him. How do you pull the trailer, trailer on that? I believe. I don't know. Oh, I'll show you later. <laughs> well, I believe, it was kind of like she just like shook her, you know, her tatas. Yeah. One would say. Maybe, yeah, maybe she had to shake him in a certain rhythmic fashion and yeah. then he went off. Yeah, yeah. maybe. So, obviously, this is very reminiscent of the fembots. Everybody's yelling fembots at the TV when this happens. And that's because, if you look into the trivia of the movie, I mean, Austin Powers, you know, Mike Myers, he had a band that was named after this movie. So, it's, it's like, totally from that. Mike Myers, obviously, was inspired by this movie. What was the band called again? It was whatever the T is. Uh, oh, Ming T. Ming is Mike Myers' band. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's there's stuff that happens in this that's just like Austin Powers, and there's like a scene that we were noticing as like just like from Wayne's World, too. Mm-hmm. But... Um, <laughs> I think that that scene has been taken. I mean, that what yeah. I, the joke I was making, that that's happened in a bunch of different movies. Yeah, I know. They probably were, were like, oh, you know, he probably was referencing this movie, but they've also like done it in a bunch of 80s, like action movie things when we get there <laughs> that's cool stuff though i mean it was pretty awesome every, scene. all of us yeah. were like what is going on <laughs> well i kind of like the fact that um like things are being told to you but you're not getting like 
Like you don't have the whole movie summed up yeah, at it's this not point. Fed directly. Yeah, to, you know? yeah. I kind of like that, and I thought it was definitely kind of adventurous in that fact. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Now I'm, I'm props to the movie at that point. I was just like, well, I want to know more now. Like, what's going on? So. Yeah, we were laughing, and it was very stylistic. Mm. I liked it, and like just the the way that things were happening. It's really. The timing. The mm. timing is really funny in it. Yes. So, like, it's all farcical and it's all, it's it's another, man, it's, it's practically another movie that predicted what reality TV might end up looking like <laughs> for, for all we know. But, like, as soon as she's done shooting this guy, this was her ninth turn. So the next turn, she's going to be the hunter. And if she wins that one, that means she gets the million-dollar prize. That's that's the big money for completing this game. And uh, she gets uh, an advertising uh, people who are like, yeah, we want you to kill this person and then say to the camera, you know, Ming-T is the best or whatever. Like, we want to arrange it so everything's oh, yeah. like that. And she's, she's all cool and calm about it. Like, oh, yeah, no problem. You just got to pay me enough money. No, no issue, right? And then... I think we just cut directly to a horse show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very, uh, you know, jockeys wearing red coats. Yeah, a lot of that going on. At least one jockey. Yeah. 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 He was wearing a red coat. Yeah. I really thought somebody was just going to shoot that guy on his horse or something. Because, yeah. Or, you know, at that point, who knows what who this knew? movie was going to happen. Who knew what was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I, I had no idea what to expect next. I didn't know why we were watching horses, and it seemed like everybody was in these uniforms, like very militaristic in that scene. Mm -hmm. Some other kind of competition. They were dropping all these references at random, like about war and about other things, and just kind of like, like, forget it, move on to the next thing, like instantly. Yeah, that was like supposed to fill in the parts of the story if you actually cared about the story. Like, oh, this is what the world is like, I think. It's actually really cool. The the, the casual information you're getting from, from a lot of background characters about the world I thought was actually kind of intriguing as well. It was a cool way just to set up the world, but not like, you know, throw it in your face. If you, I mean, it was there if you wanted it, but if you didn't want it, you could kind of just, like Joel said, just disregard. I <laughs> said later in the movie, there's like an organization trying to sell people on this, and they're like... If Hitler had been a hunter, World War II wouldn't have happened. Yep. Something like that. Like, I don't know. He's <laughs> going a little far. far. But uh, the horse scene is is my next note on this, actually, because that's that's pretty fun. What happens to that person? Well, well we get this guy. He's, he's obviously getting dressed to go, to go do some horse horse racing or whatever animal husbandry thing. He's very military, you know, he's getting his coat on and everything. He's like, my boots! My boots! I need my boots! He's got his gun out pointed at everyone because, I mean, it's supposed to indicate that he is the victim, right? He's signed up for the game. So he has his gun ready to go for anyone who might come over and try to kill him. So he's putting, like, the guy brings over his boots and straps them on. He's got the gun pointed against this guy's head the whole time. Like we said, no one is reacting. 
Like, I've got a gun right in your face, and everyone's like, no, no, I'm not part of the game. Uh, yeah, I'm not playing. Yeah. I'm not playing. Like, how do you know this guy's not just a murderer? Like, because they might get 30 years in prison? People murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Boots. So he calls for his boots, and um, this guy shows up with them, and he's real suspicious of that guy, too. And... Yeah, and basically he clicks his boots together after he puts them on, and they, like, explode. This <laughs> blows up. Yep. And the guy that fetched his boots for him was, like, his hunter. So, like, we go, we've done, like, two, like, mini hunts, like, right in the beginning scenes, setting up that she's gonna be the next hunter, and that he's gonna be the next victim. We don't find that out till later, but... <laughs> like five minutes later it kind of just establishes that's that. when they do the robot thing yeah. you want to remix that i kind of liked the interview thing that they were doing with him though after he uh after he had uh blown that guy's boots up thought it was kind of a cool idea to, just so that you 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 as the audience get get established who this uh marcello guy is Marcello, yeah he, he doesn't care he's just like yeah well like, isn't it really, uh, you know, brutal to have taken him out that way? It's like, I took him out. I don't know what to say. Like, oh, that was a coward's way. He's like, yeah, I'm afraid of death. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, just He doesn't care what people think about him. He's like, I'm here to win or whatever. Yep. Which is not, it doesn't seem like, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Carolina. And she is like all about. The fanfare all about the show. I mean, she was like teasing that guy who was hunting her. Like it was, it was really funny. It was pretty funny. Like, woohoo! I'm over here. Ha-ha. The scene, the scene where he goes to the um, the headquarters thing mm-hmm. and experiences that hunt right in the at the um, kind of like steps going up there. Up, yeah, up to there. I'd kind of gotten lost a little bit at that point, and, and as far as the. The movie was concerned, and I literally thought that it was the chick, uh, yeah. Carolina, who had just yeah. been shot. Like, she was kind of close enough looking like her. Yeah. Close enough to her. It was like, oh, well, I, where's this movie going to go now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have surprised me. I've seen, it, I've seen <laughs> Italian movies from that time period that were just like a series of vignettes that, mm. like, were only uh, connected to each other through a thin thread, you mm. know, like... Like, they're all about love, or they're all about this thing. And for all I know, this was just a crazy world that, like, somebody might get shot in this one or something like that. But, yeah, it was a full, one full story. Yeah. 1965 is weird. The 60s. Man, it was so awesome, though. This movie this movie definitely is one to be experienced. There's some, there's some cool stuff to look at. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of Dr. No because of the actress, like, if it were Doctor No, but, like, this game was happening in the future. And the shorts. Yeah, the shorts were the same. <laughs> Bikini was the same. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Practically. And uh, it kind of reminded me of, like, Belle de Jour, too. Like, there were some, like, is that part of the neorealism, or is that... I haven't seen Belle de Jour, so I, I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I don't... I think that happened... The, Neo-realism class of film happened directly after World War II, so it was like 40, 45 or whatever on to maybe the early 50s or something like that. Okay. But it wasn't um, 
Was yeah. it French New it, Wave in the 60s or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was probably on that, you know, the New Wave kind of vibe going on there is what was going on. It's, it's, they name check neorealism. Like it's the name of these despicable gross people at some point. Yeah. Which is funny because it, the, the main character is like, he's leading like a, basically a prayer group. These people worship the sun and, and these people who are the neorealists come and throw tomatoes and eggs at them. And he's like, oh, the neorealists ruin everything. And I was wondering, like, that can't be a coincidence. He must have been saying that because the director was like, their movies are stupid. It's time to move on or something. Like yeah, that. It, was, it definitely felt like it was one of those, like, shut up, dude, heavy-handed <laughs> metaphors there. I did like the fact, though, that he had, like, a giant, like, glass thing set up behind his podium so that oh, yeah. were throwing tomatoes and rotten fruit at him. It's he was time. prepared. <laughs> this was not the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just a kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. It's also funny. He, he knows he can't, like, talk to them and be like, no, we should be peaceful or something like that. I, I've seen enough Italian movies from the 50s and 60s to know you can't talk to people. They're going to throw... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if somebody was mad at you, you're going to get into a fight. After he goes to that the hunter's place to like get money, we find out he doesn't have any money because his ex-wife has already withdrawn all his money. And this this guy is a he's like the typical Italian heartthrob in these movies. Playboy. He's got a wife, but he's also got a girlfriend. But yeah, Ryan me nine and a half because he's got he's got his wife. He has his lover. I think it's what the other one is like his mother or something like that. But <laughs> it's like all these women in his life spending his money. Oh, he's so distraught. He wouldn't have to kill people or run away if he didn't have so much debt. And he wouldn't have so much debt if he didn't have these women. I didn't understand, like, what the appeal of his character was. Like, I didn't understand where his character was coming from. You mean like, for women? Huh? No, I, yeah, I didn't understand why the women were into him. He's a handsome man, isn't he? Kind of looked a little bit like Simon Pegg. I was thinking Steve without McQueen, a, but... Uh, <laughs> without a beard. That's flattering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the blonde hair. Simon Pegg or uh, Stephen Quinn. <laughs> just, just split the difference, listeners. <laughs> Old one, one to the left, one to the right. Cross your eyes. <laughs> you got Marcello. He came off so indifferent after that first hunt, too. You're just, he's just kind of whatever about life, you know. Yeah, he's, he's whatever. Listless. Yeah, which yeah. also remind me of Nine and a Half because the the main character in that, the director. He's just like I don't, I can't do anything with my life. I'm, I'm not inspired. You know, nothing, nothing is good right now. You know, it's, so he's making the character kind but of. But he, live he that. also doesn't want to die. He's, he's just like whatever. I'm just going through the yeah. emotions. Yeah, but uh, when he goes back to his apartment with his, uh, he lives with his lover. Well, it's not Mimi established. Thomas. It's, it's not established at first. What's going on? You just ends with up his a, relationships. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, whoever that lady is that's using the phone all the time and loves comic books. They come to like repossess his stuff. That's he, a, little, he lives, a bit later. It happened a little bit later, but yeah. Oh, I'm it sorry. I want to talk about Thomas. Oh God! Because we meet Thomas. <sighs> so you're getting like a kind of a slice of life of what it must 
be like to be live in this future i'm assuming <laughs> like you know there's some awesome pop art kind of stuff going on everywhere in the house uh yeah he's got his lady she's reading some comics or whatever or on the phone talking about marcello marcello and then there here comes the creepiest looking five nights at freddy's looking robot thing <laughs> baby arms attached to it and googly eyes and he's just like, oh, Tommy. <laughs> he sits on his chest and he's just like rubbing his hands into his yeah, 60s man Tommy's. chest. You're my only friend. Yes, come closer so I can kiss. I wanted to run away, Joel, when I saw that. Yeah. I had a I, flight, fight or flight complex <laughs> reaction. I, I, did, I wanted to be as far away from that thing as I could. It's it like a, f- a creature from the thing. It's a faithful pet. Like, I like horror movies, but that thing, I just didn't. Maybe it was because you, st- you don't expect it. And there was, it was like a jump scare that I didn't. Like, I was ready. I was established for a movie where there was going to be lots of gun noises going on. Off, people dying and you know a language I didn't understand as, as you see creepy robo mm-hmm. I was out man. <laughs> it, you know it reminded me uh, or it's it's like the in Toy Story 1 when they go into Sid's room and the baby is uh, like attached to the thing yeah the baby head yeah <laughs> except it's just baby hands <laughs> attached to yeah no that's creepy dude alligator mouth it's creepy oh <laughs> uh. So, hey, it's, that's just kind of like a slice that doesn't seem to mean anything, except for Thomas does come into the movie later. It's like his pet. Yeah. But it also, like, does things for him. Some type of artificial intelligence that doesn't have much I guess. going on. I mean, Like it's, the most evil demonic Teddy Ruxpin ever. Or like a Roomba that My looks buddy. like... Creepy. <laughs> My buddy and me. It looks creepy and like gives you a massage. Go to sleep. I got you your dolly. <laughs> <laughs> creepy. Let me touch your chest <laughs> This is what you like. Oh my god. So <laughs> he uh, is notified that he is the next, or he's already set up with his hunter and the victim. And he just leaves the house, and they're already watching him. The hunter already has him, like, within the sight, and she's got help from that, the tea crew, or whatever <laughs> you want to call them. Ming tea. Ming tea crew is, like, helping her. That's him. right. <laughs> what was that? Chet. Yeah, Chet. Yeah, David Cross as Chet. <laughs> this, guy, this guy has, a, like, a, a scar on his right cheek. He's mm. got some... He's got some some pretty groovy looking glasses, and he is, cannot be seen very far from his pipe. Yeah, like <laughs> always he's got a mustache, and yeah. uh, he likes walkie talkies, radios. Oh, big fan. Big yeah, fan he, of gets, he gets stuff done. He's not, you know, he's the one. Like Chet, go out and do this. He's a good hitter. Yeah, yep. yeah. You can always count on him. Push the button. Max. There should be more mm-hmm. Chets in this world. That's right. <laughs> don't don't be. Don't, Mar- be Mar- 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 don't be a Marcello. Be a Chet. <laughs> <laughs> he's hey, a go-getter. He's a go-getter. Chet, where are you going? That's why he's head of uh, activities at uh, Ming T, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he's going to a hunter, hunter's bar to meet with the, uh, I guess this person is like his agent or whatever. Yeah. Or, or no, he's just going to, he's eating lunch. That's right. And she like goes there pretend to run into him and that's right. where we see these awesome saxophone players oh my gosh the future's awesome the future's <laughs> I just awesome like, what the heck is going on you can like i'm like oh you know i'm in my future apartment with my future girlfriend and i'm just like you know i'm gonna go get a sandwich so you just walk outside you look down you see like this like 
burned doll sitting in the streets. You pick it up. You look at oh, it. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a moment. <laughs> she sees him say, "I do that," and he's like, "What is he? Some sort of sex pervert or something like that?" What? Wait, why would you get that from him picking up a burned doll? <laughs> The really funny thing about that scene as well is like is like there's all these people like beating the out of each other like right there and then yeah. and then, and then she, someone's just like what's going on there yeah. they're discussing art yes that's they're what discussing they art yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> there's like six guys all punching and, each other and Marcello doesn't even like he's he doesn't not he doesn't act so complacent nothing's yeah. like nothing's going on Everybody's yeah not phased by violence nobody I, I think that's weird violence is just it's a thing. It's just, that's life. Oh, here comes a hunter and a victim. Bam, bam, bam. They're arguing about art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he just takes his casual stroll to his lunch place where, you know, both of his friends are playing saxophones while he's eating his food. One's kind of like laid out, like, you know. Yeah. At that back. point, his stuff had been taken from there because that's when she's like, oh, the comics, don't take the comic books. And we see him reading a comic. Something weird about comic books in this movie. Well, it's in in the interview portion. It's it's asked what he likes to read. He says, or what his favorite comic hero was, and it was oh, the yeah. Masked Man. Yeah. Um, so you think he meant the Phantom? There was Maybe. that picture of the Phantom yeah. on his wall. Mm. He said, "Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with the Masked Man." I mean, did he slam but, evil? Uh, I don't know. Mm. Good, there, I mean, good and evil is a real. That's a really interesting point to make in this movie. Yeah. You know, where I say this is mostly just a gray movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's why he enjoys comics, because it, there's kind of an idealism there that uh, just isn't seen in, you know. I think comics were time. just cool in the 60s. Like. Yeah, comics were cool. If you've got nothing left to live for, pick up a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> that's, this guy, it's like, he has, he's got nothing going on. He's like being just hunted. He just found out all of his money's gone. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to go read my comic book. I can see why comics from the 60s in uh, high-grade values are so expensive, because the people in this movie, they were, like, bending covers back. Mm-hmm. They were, like, there were people <laughs> running and just gripping them. Like There were comic totally books just... hurt in the making of this movie. It's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did get a little uneasy about it. Yeah. Not like yeah. I've never mishandled a comic, but, you know, yeah. like, it still sucks seeing You're it happen. Like, Those would have been valuable. <laughs> yeah. That, that yeah. issue of Spawn number five would have been worth oh, tons no. of money. It's Spawn number nine, actually. Really? Written by Neil Gaiman. Actually. Oh, is that the introduction of Angela? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Next week, Spawn. No. Oh, oh not, God. I'm not watching Spawn. Be still my heart. I got so excited. <laughs> you got so excited. I'm sorry. I feel bad. <laughs> Now we're going to watch the fan. Hey, the guy who played the clown was great in that movie. John Leguizamo? Yes. Yeah, man. I'm Only sorry. reason why you want to watch Spawn. I don't know. You might want to watch Spawn for uh, Martin Sheen. Because it's, <laughs> he's, you're like, what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> okay. No, no. Good point. Good point. <laughs> and we're going to hook this. We're going to hook the bomb directly up to your, your pacemaker. So if you ever okay. die... Dude, that clown performance yeah, was just a good idea. It was just amazing, though. That yeah. really made. Oh, no, he movie. did. Yeah, I mean, he was like. I like uh, John Leguizamo. He's cool. Me too. He was going for it. Oh, he really he sold it. He mm-hmm. sold it to me, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so a saxophone player. Oh, so, I mean, man. you know what makes these guys special? Well, they just they. I mean, it's not Tim Capello. So I'm just trying to think if I'm going to a lunch place, like, and I'm not going with anyone just by myself. Like, what scenery am I going to look at? Two shirtless dudes playing saxophones. Not the first thing that comes to my mind. 
But at the same time, I'm kind of, I mean, that's kind of cool that there's a place where the, you know. Were they shirtless? Yeah. I thought they were all dressed in black. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, I don't remember seeing shirts. Or maybe, maybe they were that's just, just like, me. They were just, oh yeah, you were just thinking about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe this is a little bit of the um, the Lost Boys coming through. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said my other favorite, Tim Capello. <laughs> my other favorite saxophone player. I still believe. <laughs> yep. Oh, he's, yep. Uh, no, no. How do you get in those leather pants? Come on. <laughs> People you can you can work out head. and play saxophone. Yeah, so next week, Lost Boys. No, okay. some of my favorite moments of the comic book store have been when that GIF showed up on the computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> when customers were walking in, and there's just a guy. Just, <laughs> just it's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, because. Uh, they were they were Anyways, just they were just that's like, for another time. They were just into it. They were yeah. two two guys on different cubes, like lying down, standing up, <laughs> just, <laughs> just playing the sex. They don't give anything about the world. I really liked this movie a lot, but this is kind of when I started to notice a couple of things when they're at this uh, l- what they call it, the luncheonette or something. Yeah, that. snack bar. <laughs> it's a snack said, bar. Yeah. Um, lunch at the same snack bar. Yeah. I noticed the music because we've had some, right from the get-go, there's some pretty fun music in this movie. They had these little different themes that would happen here or there. And in this scene, it's the saxophones because it's supposed to be a little bit, you know, romantic or whatever. But at the same time, it's funny because there are actual saxophone players that look ridiculous just standing in the background. In the daytime of this, yeah. like, of the in the middle it's of totally this midday, midday, it's like if you went to the Getty, like on a very very hot day, and you went outside to have your lunch out there. Yeah. And it's like, like just like concrete slabs, like concrete square tables, and like two saxophone <laughs> dudes playing, oh my their God. hearts out. Oh my God. But this, I also started to notice the um, romantic thing, which uh, I think I had a little bit of an issue with in this movie. It was rough. This is where we, where Marcello and uh, Carolina first meet up, like actually meet each other for the first time. Carolina's pretending to be like a like a reporter, right? an American a journalist reporter. or something. Yeah, she's definitely American. Don't 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 even pretend she's not American. I, I, Joel, I didn't mm-hmm. even pretend. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't. I'm not pretending. <laughs> Just cut it out. Okay. But you, so tell me. Well, you know she's American because she has a camera, man. She's got an eight, she's an got, eight millimeter camera. Oh, she's got camera. the eight millimeter camera. Of course. And she's and like. She, she's interested. She wants to know about Italian men. And if she was actually Italian, you know, she'd already know. That's right. <clears throat> well, I didn't mind any of that. <laughs> I knew they had to meet. Well, I knew that there was going to be an interaction between them. Yeah. And I knew that there was probably going to be an attraction or whatever, too. But um, it starts this bizarre. And don't get me wrong. This is like a must-see movie. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy movie. And there are things that are going to knock you out that we won't even remember to mention. Because there are so many oddball things that just happen all the time. But the romantic... Like, will they, won't they kind of thing that happens does get a little bit 
tedious, I think, partway through. Well, it's just, he's he's pulling pretty hard on the whole, like, don't care kind of yeah. thing. Like, he's throwing that in an interface, like, big time. Like, don't, nope, nope, yeah. nope. <laughs> and she's coming on strong. Real like, strong. real strong. Doesn't she, she assumes that that's what he's going to want because it's like stereotypical Italian. You're like, oh, yeah, this woman wants it. Then we're going to get it over with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand the whole like dynamic between them. Like she's obviously she's trying to bait him in the beginning right, yeah, so that she can kill him. She's trying to play him. Yeah, she's trying to play him and get the upper hand. I think she's trying to play him up into the point where they spend that time together on the beach. Like, I think that she is not, she thinks she has the upper hand the entire time until she starts to have doubts. Why does she start to have doubts then? That seems just as nonsensical as other things that happen in this because movie. Because it's a movie, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's the problem is they show her as this, like, lady who always gets her man, like, you know, whether she uh, wants to kill him or, you know, like, very... Yeah. And, and, and so, like, it's that's why it's really hard for me to, like, the the disbelief that, that she would be so, like, bewildered by this guy. Because, I mean, it's not like he's, like, other than saying no... That's it. It's like, that's the only thing that you get from him, you know? Like, Maybe it's the fact that he's turning her down that's supposed mm-hmm. to make her want him more. But mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't really see that. Like, it didn't, like, it seems like that should have been communicated to me without me really having to try to put my finger on it. It was the roughest part of the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. It's definitely be- it might just be lost in translation to us. Maybe. Well, maybe there's Italian clues. Maybe if we... Had an Italian with us, he could tell us what was going on. But at the same time, there's some pretty ridiculous stuff. Like, like she's just following him during his day, right? So the first thing he does is he goes to like this, this like gentleman's club, a relaxation center. It's a rest stop. Yes. Like when you're driving on the road and you pull over, and there's a bathroom <laughs> so that you can go at a rest stop. Uh-huh. This oh. is this is a different kind of rest stop. Yes. I'd like to get one relaxation. Okay, you want European or Western? Asian. No- yeah, Asian Northern, Northern. European or Northern. <laughs> or Asian or Northern, yeah. And it's... I, mean, I like the credit card system there. He's put his hand... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. put his hand on a bunch of light bulbs. Signature. <laughs> Flash! Yeah, that yeah. That was cool. Your signature, sure. <laughs> it's like your handprint like works cool. for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like Back to the Future 2. So that was pretty cool. That was kind of a cool part of the scene. <laughs> what are you paying in cat? Are, are, are you a subscriber? No, cash. Yes. And then he puts his hand on the bulbs. Mm-hmm. It takes him back to a lady that, I mean, she must be a prostitute, right? Yeah. I oh, mean, she's, she's trying pretty hard to, like, yeah, get it on with this guy. She's, like, being, like, nibbling on his fingers. And she's she keeps suggesting different kinds of... Bizarre things. Sounds. Music. She says, nice rustling sound of underwear. <laughs> I kept expect- I I was like expecting it to just turn into some weird ass thing again, like like she would bring out a tray of seafood and be like, "Now pick your favorite." Like this is yeah. Like I yeah. expected something like totally absurd to happen. Like you think you know what's going on. She's definitely a prostitute, but then you find out she's actually a juggler. 
<laughs> the jungle seafood? <laughs> I don't know. I no, just I like that. We never really got to find out, truthfully. No, he wasn't she interested. Been in it was all he was using it as a ploy to see if that other lady was gonna follow him because she was she's been pretty nosy. And that's really suspicious. I mean, like, it takes him a long time to figure out she's the hunter, it seems like. I don't know. I thought he knew the whole time. That was another part that confused me. The only part... Okay, so yeah, it's established that... And and that's... uh, After that scene in the Gentleman's Club, like, he goes down the car, they kind of talk for a little bit, and it's established that she wants to get him because the Ming-T, her sponsors wanted her to kill him in the Venus uh, temple yeah, or something temple, like that temple, temple of Venus because she, she was going to make him fall in love with her and then shoot him in the in the Venus temple right um, so he should have drank more Ming tea Pow-pow. but yeah yeah so that, that doesn't work but then, but but then the, the whole sun worshiping thing happens and then right after that while he's talking with her, like, when he's getting out, like, he slides a gun out from his sleeve. Yeah. So that was the first he time... Could, he could have taken care of her at all the time, but he wasn't 100% sure. Like, he had to be 100% sure, and yeah. she had not fired a single shot at him. She she hadn't done anything suspicious other than follow him around. Which could have just been because he was so damn charming. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was following him. His nonchalantness and his... Yeah, his nonchalance or his, uh, like, indifference to her just... I guess that could be a reason she's following him. Well, I mean, the the, the one thing that definitely would have been the turnoff for me... I mean, I'm going to put myself in Marcello's shoes. Like, her outfit wasn't really cool at that point. She was just wearing, like, a jacket backwards. Yeah, I don't know what it was... I'm what, sorry, Sarah? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Okay, I know I tell sometimes, like, non-sequitur stories on this show, and I'm sorry, I'm going to do it again. Just yeah, because... we've got a lot of complaints. <laughs> no one, yes. Yeah, don't worry. I love clothes. I love clothes. And when my sister and I were younger, we used to just watch FT, fashion television, on VH1, like, all day long. Like, and it was basically videos of runway shows, of fashion runway shows. And so my sister Kelly and I would just watch the watch the fashion television, like, and we were just so entranced by it. And this was like in the early '90s. Long story short, my sister and I used to put on these shows ourselves. Oh, we'd awesome. dress up, and nice. we would do things like we'd try to create new like ideas with clothes that hadn't been made before. And we would do stuff like put pants on as like a top <laughs> and That's put cool. like a sweater on as like pants. Awesome. And we did this thing once where we put like 17 tank tops on top of each other and like fanned the straps out on our shoulders. Fashion. That's It high was fashion. like a new fashion thing. That's cool. And And we would just like... The theme of fashion television back then was that song Obsession mm-hmm. from um, the 80s. So, like, we would just be like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, my God. Yes. The dorkiest admission probably I've made on this show. But I'm impressed. That's awesome. Her outfit, her shirt backwards reminded me of, <laughs> of putting on a top upside down oh when I was, God. like, 
10. <laughs> it was just so bad. Like, the whole t- like, it was a little distracting for me because I was just like, what are you doing? Because if you-, you put a top on upside down, the the bottom hemline of your shirt could actually become a cowl neck. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just dropping it now. It wasn't practical, is, is the problem there. Yeah. It's just way too much back exposed and... She just had, like, little short shorts on right on the bottom. No, she had those that? pink pants. It was oh, pink pants. They were yeah. just super skin tight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're saying is, Ursula, we're, we're just so disappointed. In, uh, well, this is, no, this, this is the only outfit that really was, was just kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> she wears it for, <laughs> at least for me. most of the movie. I know. that's the, Yeah. Well, because they're following a day in the life yeah. of Marcello. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of those ones where it was not super tailored. It was, that shirt was like a, it was like a piece of silk that had sleeves sewn into it, but nothing else. Like, I don't even know how they kept it together. I don't know. It was like a snap at the neck or something. Like, something we couldn't see. Well, later was he's, keeping he's, it on uh, her. I, later he, like, unties something and then, like, he's, he's reaching around, so. I um, guess there was a way out of it. Easy access. <laughs> guess so. So before he goes to the beach and he's doing the uh, sun worshiper stuff, we get to see that he's like at a training facility. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. I totally <laughs> forgot. Man, this movie is just full of so many characters, Joel. Like, yeah. so many characters. Oh, a lot goes on for like a 90-minute movie. And it's just I'm like, not really impressed because they throw a lot at you. And yeah. uh, Thank you, Spencer. Oh, my God. Like, Stop thanking Spencer. His, no. head is, his head is just growing no, that's with, fine. with his pride. That's no. fine. We gave him a whole month. I can thank him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this movie, I, I had never seen anything like this before, but I could see where things had come from that were inspired by this after seeing it now. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the training facility is like 100 training grounds kind of a thing going on. I guess, yeah. And there's this guy who's got, like, a prosthetic jaw, prosthetic hand, and the grumpiness that comes with probably having to deal with those two things. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's his place, too. It's, like, his training yeah. facility, so he's... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like he's got a bad relationship with the main guy, although he lets him train there. Shoot higher! When are you gonna pay for me? 18 training lessons you've had. Next time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, like, people rolling around on the ground and then, like, firing guns and rolling between things, firing guns. My Just favorite. Like, their training is all firing guns in different directions. My favorite is the is the drive-by training yeah. <laughs> where it's, like, this guy's on this motorized thing. He's got a machine gun. And he's just going. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool in my book. I like in the garage when they when he's leaving. And there's people, like, hiding behind pillars and shooting at people who are in moving cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were oddly, like, a small number of bullet holes or blood in this movie. Oh, For yeah. how many bullets were fired, I'd say the ratio was, like... Yeah, there wasn't... I don't remember any scene with blood. Yeah, neither do I. I think it was just all... Even when someone was shot at close range. And the guy got blown up, you know, he's, he's just, like, his shoes go up and he's like on the ground but that's there, worse there wasn't any blood yeah not a single drop yeah and that's cool i kind of liked that i kind of liked it too <sighs> if only we got to see that crocodile get used oh oh my god that's definitely my biggest lament in this movie <laughs> such a build-up 
So cool. So many characters again. Oh my god. That scene too, when, when, cause he's talking with his buddy yeah. and he's trying to set up a sponsorship. You know, at one point, once he realizes that like, it's obviously that, uh, that, uh, um, she's the hunter. She's the hunter. And so, you know, he's like, make a deal quick, anybody. And then, you know, mm-hmm. this company is like, well, we'll get you a crocodile. How's that sound, huh? I don't even know what the company was for. <laughs> it was a cola. Cola 88. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the cola company. Yeah. He's like, you have to kill her the way we want you to, which is she sits in this chair, launches her into the pool, and then we let a crocodile loose. Oh, the crocodile's really fast. Don't worry. Well, that, yeah, that was their assurance. <laughs> and their entire team was messed up. It was like a guy wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah, and there's he's just like petting the alligator. Just like, like, my friend. I would be laughing right now if I wasn't going to start coughing if I laughed. <laughs> but that, that part was really funny. That scene right there really solidified the movie for me. Just because, like, these are throwaway characters. This is stuff that they could have, like, spent half the movie on. Yeah. Five minutes. We don't need the character detail. We just Five minutes you know, tops. This, this is a possibility. Yeah. That was so funny. That moment was just, I mean, where you, the only other place I've seen something like that is Austin Powers with the laser beam sharks or whatever. It's like, what the heck? Like, where else do you see something this ridiculous? So impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Later, he, I, I think in between when he figures out, or maybe it's after, he like, takes her to his wife's house well it was before it was after the sun worshippers scene this is when this is the scene where he's oh, like okay. oh something in between like i know something's up now okay uh and, that, and that's when they're kind of make making out his his wife's house yeah right and, and well, the weird thing about oh, no, that is like yeah he like falls asleep he took a nap he pretends and then she goes into that room and is like playing with his target machine and there a wall slides up and there's two old people like in a little cozy, yeah. like little area that is decorated completely different from the rest of the house. This secret wall slides open, and it's like a little kitchen with like an elderly couple just sitting there having a meal. It felt like I don't even know. <laughs> There's it, it felt like a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like in, in a movie that's already full of jokes. Like, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, some, something where people are just sitting there and, like, something crazy walks by the window and they're like, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of that scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when the, the fireplace spins around. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, there's just a whole bunch of other things going on. Man, I hear, you know, go back. Uh, the, I felt bad for those old people. They were so excited. The the wife, at least, or the, the lady was like, oh, there you are, my dear. Please come have some... Have some coffee with us or something. Yeah. Like, I'm excited to see an actual person other than... <laughs> you know, it turns out to be Mar- Marcello's uh, parents. And it's... Which he's hiding in there. Yeah, on purpose. And, uh... Jeez. I always forget what her name is. I'm just going to call her Ursula Andrews. She, she is like, why didn't you turn him into Carolina. the government? Carolina, yeah. Like, so I guess after a certain age, old people get, you know, who knows what. Soil and green, man. Oh, soil and green. Delicious. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> but yeah, that was kind of an, another thing, too. Another thing that, that establishes this world as being some crazy society 
and not even spent that much time on other than that moment where they're like, are you a spy? Are you going to tell the government on us? Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, uh, Oh yeah. You're going to send him to an old folks home. That's what they And then the ex-wife shows up. Well, the retirement center. Yeah. After he's down there copping some feels, you know? Then, oh yeah. They got to make out a little bit air right after, after the parent reveal thing. He just goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> dives right in. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, uh, oh, let's make out a little bit. It's like, okay, I'm going to lift up your shirt now. Woo. Ladies. That scene is pretty rough because then, because after that he just ditches her, yeah, to 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 the ex-wife, and then the girlfriend shows up, right? Yeah. And they're both saying they're gonna kill her and like threatening her and telling her all this stuff, and he's just <laughs> gone. Yeah, he just he just mm. left. He was like, I don't want to. Amscrade. He's gone. The, the gross I'm misogyny gonna stay, going on in the stay movie. Here. Yeah, I'm like Ugh, three women that I may not be interested in. Okay, I'm out of here. It's like I don't think he was interested in, uh, in Carolina at that point. I think he was just like, well, if she's not going to leave me alone. I guess I'm going to take advantage of her. Yeah. So it's like, ew, come on, man. But yeah, then then he figures out for sure it must be the thing because they drive over to him and his agent drive over to the temple. Of Venus and you know they see the whole setup they see people dressed up in dancing uniforms which is, those are cool yeah you shaking your head you didn't like them no I liked that I just kind of it's like so many different things that happen in a row it's like okay we got the we got the place with the alligator we got the place with the the ruins where they're doing the the video shoot and then we got the the his his pad and then we got the where did they go after they go to the temple of venus or whatever it's like back to the place where the pool is with the alligator but there's a whole bunch of people there it was kind of like a club setting where he was meeting with his like agent or whatever i'm assuming yeah. there were a lot of venue changes yeah 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 lots of locations and she wow she's really mad at that point right she shows up with another guy because she's pissed at him right and I think she's trying to. Well, the ploy the ploy was is that uh, um, because she worked it out with her team. There were <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie was, oh, was yeah. just was just like, "Give me a man, oh, give yeah. me a give young, me handsome, handsome man." man. <laughs> <laughs> That's also where Chet really shows he's ready to take action. Yeah, it's like Chet, I need you to shoot and not hit Marcello. To make him think that you're the hunter. And Chet's not like, oh, what, what, me? Are, are you sure? That sounds really good. He's like, no problem. Got it done. Yeah. 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 Does a drive-by real quick. Chet's willing to give his life for Ming-T. Yeah. David Cross. Class act. I tell you. Rest of development. I, I want to disagree with you that it's that it's David Cross. It, it, it is. It, it is <laughs> it so Tobias. Like it looks, it looks like just it. like Tobias. It looks like Tobias. <laughs> It's not really him. <laughs> I just kept looking at him and was thinking. <laughs> I know. So then he sho- she shows up with a young, handsome Italian guy. Yep. And it works. He's like, it must not have been her because that... No, no. He says that the that Dave, that uh, Chet 
I almost called him David Cross. Chet. Uh, <laughs> he says that Chet is obviously not the hunter because a hunter never misses. Oh, yeah. Except for he didn't see the beginning of the movie where that hunter was terrible. Which is one another really funny line in this movie. It's like two in yeah. a row. Like, get me a handsome, man, handsome yeah. young man and then a hunter never misses because like the whole first ten minutes of the movie is just... Oh my gosh, you guys. I just had the light bulb moment. Mm. Two awesome lines in short sequence of each other. How many writers did you say this movie had? Six. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe that's why some of it was like, bang. All and of some of it was like, uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. One of the writers credited is just the, you know, story by guy, the guy mm-hmm. who wrote the seventh victim. The book. So I don't think he actually worked on the screenplay. But yeah, there were a lot of different hands it's in the dudes. based on a novel by a man named Lear. Yeah. Some of the art in this movie, though. Because, like, when he... Apparently, so the cell phone exists. Like, there's these, like, rotary mm-hmm. phones that aren't connected to anything. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he just calls them up, and, and his, his agent answers, and he's got this, like, awesome, like, pop art kind of thing going on in the background. Giant panels of the Phantom and other other comic book characters. Maybe... There might have been Flash Gordon. I don't know. It just looked really cool, though. Definitely the Phantom. Yeah. And there was English text on there, too. I couldn't read it, but I, mm-hmm. I was like, I know some words there. Ah. Yeah, it was huge black and white prints that looked really awesome. And then, like, the r- ridiculous giant eyeball thing that was in his <laughs> Blinking. That was in his apartment, yeah. That was so cool. Like, what? No, I wouldn't want that. That's, I mean, that's, that's like something I, from Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. Mm-hmm. Cherry. She t- they took Cherry. We have to get another one. And the genie. That was racist, right? No. Uh, the genie wasn't racist? Uh, maybe. Mecca, lecca. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's like, it's it's from there. The, okay, there, yes, the, it gets kind of weird because not only is he kind of convinced because she, she brings the handsome guy to the party. She's being all smoochy with him. And he goes over and he's like, no, you know what? I've changed my mind. I really like you. And she's like, "Mm, no, no, thanks. And leaves with the handsome guy. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I was totally wrong about her. She must not be the hunter. She kisses him first. And then she's like, it's not there anymore. Am Mm. I right? And then she leaves with the other guy. Yeah, because he establishes. He's like, we need to go to this villa. There's a great pool you need to check out. (laughs) There's, there's definitely no spring chairs and no crocodiles. No crocodiles for miles. No. <laughs> Why'd you even bring it up? I didn't. Uh, sure you did. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he drives, he follows her back to the uh, the temple, and they're like doing a dance sequence, basically, while they advertise Ming and Tea. So he is 100% convinced. Or at least ninety nine percent convinced that she must not be the hunter because this is all legit. I mean, this they're just filming a commercial here, you know. So later, love at the beach. I mean, I, that's what it goes to, right? And it basically becomes like them making well, their own love story, right? Well, yeah, because then she like runs out. It's all nighttime, and, and she's wearing this like like little skimpy kind of see through almost number thing. Like kind of like like a like pantyhose with a cape. It's like a piece of gauze. Yeah, it's like a it's, yeah. a, it's like a shroud flesh toned yeah of gauze. It's cre- it's crepe <laughs> silk that is just one piece of fabric with a hole cut out for her head to go through and a belt on it. Yeah, like and basically it's you can happening. see whatever's going on. 
It's pretty happening. Or so you think you can see whatever's going on. Turns out she's got a bunch of guns. No, I don't know. The scene immediately Sorry. after that is she's at, the, she's at the beach and like she's covered in water. Like it looks pretty cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot pretty cold, about that. Pretty that damn cold, cold, man. Jeez. It was like pitch black out and she, yeah, she comes out of the ocean. She's I kind of marveled at that scene because that must have been really hard to film. That's what I was thinking, too. And it's You know, it's, the movie's full of ADR, so they didn't have to worry about her voice not, you mm-hmm. know, syncing up or anything like that. But, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. there's Chet. There's a nice little tent there they go into. That's a cool tent. Chet's there in his car, too. This walkie-talkie. Oh, yeah, Chet. Yeah, he's watching. He's perving out. <laughs> they like, rolling around on the sand between the beach chairs, and he's like, everything's going to according to Clarence. And then he turns the light off. <laughs> Chet, creep me out. Get out Puffing of here, on his dude. pipe up there. Yep. It's like suddenly, uh, yeah. like from here to eternity. Was he there the whole night? I mean, I don't know how much, how many hours. They were it was. must have been waiting there all night. Ming T is a company not to mess with. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming they've got money invested. They, they're, they're like, we're gonna get that money. That sweet yep. million dollar hunter money. Yeah. So I mean, there's like a like I said, there's a, a really cool tent. Type thing on the it's beach. Like a yurt. They go in there after this is after the makeout scene, and we see they're suddenly in the tent, and she's like spritzing him with like looks like a little perfume bottle, but it must be something to to knock him out. Yeah, because she takes all of his guns mm-hmm. and, and like hands them over. Like the the team actually comes into the tent and takes the guns, and then they like suddenly lift up the entire thing by crane mm-hmm. and put it on a truck. Yep, perfectly normal. And she's just, you know, along for the ride, standing there in the tent. Yep. Watching the world go by. She's all cool with this. It's finally getting done, This whole, all this hard work, you know. As far as you know, it's the hardest she's ever had to work for this. And they park. She, He finally wakes up. And I don't know, he's like over the moon, right? He's in love. He's just like, he's so in love with her. And he's like, I want to show you. My best friend in but the whole world. He is reaching under his mattress. Oh, mattress yeah. Looking he's looking for the gun. gun. So he is suspicious that something is going to happen. He knows. Doesn't find it. Not phased. Because then he just... He's like, this is my best friend in the whole wide world. Thomas. Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Welcome back to the show. What do you have to say? <laughs> Not as scary this time around, though, for me. It didn't look like the same thing to me. Like yeah. this, I mean, this had like a big headpiece. On it, it's not the ba- I didn't see the baby hands. That was the freakiest part. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's pretty freaky. Get your hands away. Oh, sorry. Thomas has a big butt though this time, like a big sort of insect, insect-like looking kind of posterior thing. Oh, I thought yeah. that was like the front of his head, like like his mouth. Opened I thought up. it was the back. It was oh. the back, dude. Oh, like, okay. a, like a weird insect abdomen thing. So I didn't yeah. pay that much the attention. Thorax. The thorax. Yeah, I was intoxicated. It's it's all right, Joel. It's, it was like a silver ashtray. That I just saw in an episode of Columbo the oh, other day. Oh, nice. Um, I love Columbo. Anyway, you just push the little silver handle down, and the top pops up. You can put your cigar or what well, have you, you at that. out in there. But when she opens it up, or when it opens itself up... He says, take a look in there. And there's a gun inside. And you're like, what? I was afraid that that thing was just going to pull on murder her. I thought it was going to murder her, too. I was like, this is just too much of a moment to not have the weird, creepy robot kill the lady. I was like, yeah, alright. 
Touche. She's gone. Touche, yeah. Marcello. Yeah, I see how it is. <laughs> my best friend in the whole wide world. My murder bot. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead, it's basically him admitting, like, obviously, I love you. Like, I know you're my you're my hunter. Mm-hmm. But here's my gun. There's no way I could kill you, and I don't want to. You know, I love you. But, oh, it's too late. We revealed. It gets weird. <laughs> this ending is intense. This is one of the most intense endings I've seen in a movie. It's kind of, it's like almost kind of Return of the King in, in a way that, like, in the way that you're like, you're like, oh, okay, that was it. What? There's more. It ends, and then there's another one, Wait, and then there's ends, more. And then there's another one. There's more. What? And 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 for that fact, I was kind of impressed. Yeah, I will agree with you. It's a little overbearing. Well, they just go out on this, you know, like it ends up going out on this happy note that I don't think is earned <laughs> not I mean, at all the, the not at mo- all the whole movie is goofy yes it's goofy but, yeah but i don't know they could have gone goofy with what was going to happen because like okay so they're a big presentation there's people dancing around ming tea and uh marcello is laughing like he can't he is so surprised he's at least pretending to be so surprised by the presentation that's going on that ming tea is putting on for his death that he doesn't care it's like, go ahead, shoot me. Shoot me with a gun. Did you think the gun was, like, going to backfire or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, I thought it was going to shoot her. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Oh, it was either that. My thought was it might explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done the explosion before. <laughs> that crafty devil. So she shoots him, and he falls down. And they're like, that's a wrap. Okay, everybody, and then, yay. And then... um. She's crying as she's walking away because she realizes maybe she loved him too. Yep. And um They're like, get, then, okay, get rid of this body. And then uh turns out he's not dead. <laughs> his his body disappeared. And gotcha. So then he comes up to her and she's like, I love you, I'm sorry, forgive me, like and she's in tears because she, you know, had to do it or whatever for the million dollars. He's so like, then, doesn't matter. So then, they embrace each other, and he shoots her like at close range, and you're like, "Oh, she's dead." Now, this is the outfit she's been wearing since the night before, which is virtually <laughs> nothing. It's one piece of fabric that's very thin, and I was gonna say you could guess, you know, whatever her body looks like. However, she's not dead. Because she's had a special leather armory, one of a kind armor made that's under her whole body. Well, didn't they sleep together the night before? Maybe they were about to, and he's, you know, that's when she spritzed him. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the Italians do it weird. They don't have to take off their clothing. It's, you know. Maybe everybody wears leather things. Italians right in today. Anyway. So then that was the second switcheroo. She wasn't really dead. And then what? I don't even... Is that when they end up in the They're in at the, the graveyard? He's walking along, yeah. He's taking a casual, you know, post, post-kill post stroll. And then you start hearing more gunfire. And there she is. Carolina shows back up. And she's just, like, mad as hell. She's like, got a big gun this oh, time. <laughs> The contest is over. You know, we don't have to do this anymore. We can be together. She's like, this is for revenge. (laughs) Shooting at him, but don't worry. Don't worry. Neither of them look like they died this time. 
because his ex-wife and his lover show up and start <laughs> shooting at both of them. And they're saying they're going to kill him because of what he did, and this is his last time he's ever doing right. the contest, and they're shooting at him. And one of them's like, I made that exploding boot, and the other one's, I killed the first person you were supposed to kill. Yeah, like they're I'm taking credit for his past stuff. They want that million dollars. So then they want it now. They team up together. It's a little, you know, Mrs. and this is bad for me to say. It's a little Mr. and Mrs. Smith for that a second. That is really there. bad. Never say that. I again. hate that movie. So I, I hate to it. make that comparison. I that movie wishes that it was trying to do something that this movie does. But um <laughs> Wow, that movie's real bad then. It sucks. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see it. I'm glad I didn't see it. Five stars. Overhyped, underwhelming movie ever. <laughs> but um yeah, there's a moment there where it's like, we were shooting at each other, bam, bam, bam. Now we're shooting together. We're, we've joined forces and we're shooting against these other people that are trying to kill us. So, um. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really funny about this scene is, yeah, you got the ex wife, you got the lover, and there's kind of like a quick flash to like just some dude casually just chilling next to a pillar. He's just like, hey, what's he's kind of like a white shirt, maybe some white pants on, you know. <laughs> but he's just he's leaning, he's leaning back on this thing while there's bullets flying all around him. As we've like, established, nobody seems to care happening. about violence. I mean, it's like, hey, these people are shooting. I think I'll just watch for a while. They might hit me. They might not. Hey, that lady's pretty. I'm just gonna, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I can make eyes at her. You yeah. Know? And so while they're running off, the the girlfriend goes up and's like, "Hey, I got something to tell you over here." What did she say to him? Like, are you a God or something? Like, are, are you? you uh, no. no. <laughs> she that says, "Like, are you descended from the?" Oh, I thought you um, were one of the Greek gods or something like that. Yeah. She makes ancient some Greeks. comment. Ancient, uh, oh, ancient. one of the ancient Greeks. One of the ancients. Yeah, she starts asking him if his complexion is natural mm-hmm. and like yes, are being you all into dark, him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they disappear. Which who knows what the heck that has to do with anything? It's just so nonsensical. And then it just made me laugh. And they say, yeah. laugh. they say, Ray, if somebody asked you if you're a god, okay, never mind. I love Ghostbusters. <laughs> me too. Midnight by Midnight Ghostbusters podcast coming up soon. Woo. Probably. <laughs> so they get away. Yeah, they get away in a car, drive away fast to a plane. They get on a plane. Pan Am. Pan Am. <laughs> 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 Joel, Joel is just like, looks like he's going to die. Uh, We're like, what the heck is going on now? Because they get on, and there's like a like a minister like performing some kind of service on the plane. And and I think Aaron said, like, is he giving them like last rites or something? Oh, like, is, I thought, this, I thought, is this plane about to go down and yeah, kill everybody? That was my thought. Like, that was my thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it's like a murder plane. They're just going to crash somewhere and I'll die. But it turns out that... It is a marriage plane. <laughs> Everybody on this plane is getting married. And the only reason to be on this plane is to get married. So they roll up and they're like, do you... I can't even, Joel. Carolina, <laughs> blah, blah, take Marcello to be your husband? I, yes. And and Marcello's like, wait, wait, what'd you say? What? His acting at that point is just so fun. Just... What? Flipping comical, like... <laughs> Excuse me? And then they pull out a gun on him. 
And they're like... Hey, hey, men, you know what it's like. You know what it's like. Shotgun wedding on the women, plane. Women are always, you know, pulling on guns and saying, let's get married, right? They're trying to tie you down. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were perfectly happy, and you want to get married? Why are you going to mess that You're up, You're going to ruin my happiness. Uh, and why then, would you ruin this love story, Carolina? Gosh, dang. And then what, it, what do they say? We know how this story ends, and you're not going to find a better girl than her or something. Like, yes, I think that's what he says, basically. Yeah. The guy who's holding the gun says that. Yeah, so basically, they ask him, do you take her? And he's like, I guess I don't have any choice. Yes. Like, oh, so romantic. Aww. And they all lived happily ever after. I guess. Okay. I really liked this movie, but next time I watch it, I'm only going to watch it halfway through. <laughs> I'm going to watch it up to the point where uh, they go to his house and he, like, ditches her there. And there are these, like, underlying moments where it's, like, mentioning, like, church or, like... Oh, yeah, the Vatican is against the the, the, the hunt, as yeah. they say. Yeah. yeah, that's part of, like, the all, the subtle storytelling that they do, which is, you know, there, there is so much not subtle about this movie. It's pretty cool how they do present that story. I, I was actually impressed. I was pretty impressed. I wonder if it's supposed to be about, like, s- like the sexual liberation or something. Oh, well, I don't know. I I couldn't figure out who they were supposed to be and who the man was supposed to be. Like, who they were up against. Like I said, it reminded me of Nine and a Half. And they also reminded me of the Ingmar Bergman movie, uh, which makes fun of Nine and a Half, called All These Women, I think it's called. Hmm. And it's just a guy who is... I can't remember what the what he's doing at this house, but these different women are all like, ooh, you know, all over him. He's like kind of trying to get with them, but he's not ending up. And it's, you know, it's it's farce of a farce. Mm. And this is also farcical. It's, it's like, this was a romantic movie, maybe, to them. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be romantic. But for me, it wasn't romantic at all. <laughs> because... Yeah. Number one, the entire time she is trying to kill him, you (laughs) don't know if the only reason she's throwing herself at him is because (laughs) she's trying to kill him or because it's kill or be killed. I mean, without that, you know, adrenaline rush there, like, oh man, would she have ever even noticed him? Mm. And then, you know, once it starts turning back and forth, like, is he going to kill her? Is she going to kill him? Like, well, that's that's another piece of storytelling that they just kind of th- drop in and not say anything. Like, they're like, "Oh, were you a natural birth or something like that?" And he's oh. like, "Yes." And she she's like, "Yeah, I I was uh, what does he say? Like a I missed that line. It was like scientifically grown baby or something like that. Oh. I can't even remember." She I missed says, that line. Yeah. I'm well, sorry. She says that. Oh, cool. I, I think that's at when when they're at his house. Mm. She like indicates that like and so she doesn't have like regular emotions is what she's basically indicating. Well, maybe it's supposed to be about like fighting the sexual oppression or something like cuz that was definitely the time things were all, you know, getting shaken up and 
Like, the hippies were trying to give free love and everything. 1965, yeah. And man, maybe be... maybe that was a... I don't know. This the is a total, a total stab in the dark. Stop but, stabbing me. But I have to wonder, like, there was this, like... They were trapped in this cycle, these roles, and they wanted to break free of them. Even though there was a lot of comedy and a lot of nonsense. Like, I have to wonder... Like, what roles they were trying to break through, like, allegorically. I did like the ending, though. It did make me laugh when he pulled the trigger and a bunch of flowers flew at the audience. (laughs) I forgot forgot about that. That was the moment that I was just, like, so nonsensical, so amazing. Like, I just, yeah, that really made it for me. I started laughing. I laughed so hard at that point. I lost it. What was that like? Oh, that was uh, <laughs> the world, the flesh, and the devil. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Most surprising end ever. <laughs> the beginning. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, thank you, Spencer, again. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Awesome. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was a great trip to watch. I didn't think it was over when it was because I thought it ended so many times before. Yeah, I was expecting to meet, mm. meet and be introduced by new characters in the next few minutes of them getting on the plane that had weird quirks and things that you could immediately establish. Oh, okay, that this guy was obviously the crocodile trainer. Look at him, he's like a mummy. You know? <laughs> this, is, this must be the most deadliest crocodile in existence. Because the trainer is, like, Ancient messed up. Mummy. Yeah. Could be, could be. Impressed I was. Yes. Thank you, Yoda. Yes. <laughs> Impressed I was. Mm-hmm. Next on list movie is... So next week, we are going to be watching Stalker from 1979. It is a Russian science fiction movie. Holy mackerel. By Andrei Tarskovsky. He's the guy who directed Solaris. The original Solaris. Oh, cool. I have heard a lot about this movie, but I have not seen it, so I'm excited for that. Cool. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's a long one. Over two hours long. So. Totally. Yeah. I'm ready. Take your vitamins. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Audience, take your vitamins. Yep. So, if you uh, would like to email us any suggestions or comments, we would appreciate it. Please send it into please don't podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can get the podcast from there or from our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash pdsmios. If you do subscribe to us on iTunes, we would appreciate it if you could leave us a star rating or a written rating. Anything like that just increases our visibility. If we have increased visibility, more people can see us. That's the way visibility works. Just do it, okay? Just do it. It's secret internet wizard stuff. That's right. Even I don't understand. The wizards of search engine optimization Uh bid us to ask you this so that their magic can work on us. You got something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good times this week, eh? Yeah. All right. I'm let's call it. No, no, just kidding. What did you learn from this movie? Oh, no. The 10th victim. What did I learn? Aaron. Um, what did I learn from this movie? Let's see here. <laughs> um, I learned, um, I learned it doesn't matter how crazy and messed up the world is when a guy runs by with a gun. Just, uh, just do your thing. Play your saxophone. Just chill. Just play your saxophone. <laughs> I forgot that we're it's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's gonna be okay. Just talking about it again is making me remember more details we didn't even talk about. But yeah, that's yeah. I know. Now I'm like, maybe I was a little too harsh because no. I really did like this movie. No, it was good. Yeah. But a lesson. I think as soon as we were finished watching this, I was like, what the heck lessons did we learn? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so many ideas are coming into my head right now. I, I don't got anything. I- <laughs> I find that hard to believe. I'm drawing a total blank. I find that hard to believe. No. Yes. So you said Um, guns won't hurt. You can just ignore a gun. Yeah. Just ignore it. Yeah. Life will keep going. I would say that no matter how Italian you are, if you dye your hair blonde, people will believe you're an American. It's good. Yeah. It's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. At least it worked for her. I think it, I think it works for a lot of people. I I don't know if that was an inappropriate thing to say. No, no, no. it was a joke. No worries. Because <laughs> she speaks Italian the whole time. I think yeah, he's the only one that says a couple English words. Yeah, he only says it like at the end. It's like I can't even remember what he says. But wow, I must have missed it. <laughs> I missed that as well. Missed, oh man, were you watching the movie? I, I, I didn't. Know, I didn't hear the test tube baby line, and I didn't hear that one either. <laughs> and my lesson is, just if you have comic books, don't manhandle them. They no. might be invaluable someday. <sighs> Those masked man comics, unless they're written by Todd McFarlane, you know they're they're going to be worth something. Okay, I, I swear, I saw like a like a. Um, uh, tuxedo ma- mask cover, kind of looking dude on one of those covers. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wasn't tuxedo mask. No, it was in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week, folks. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening. Later. Bye. I'm going to bed. <laughs>